Good morning. It's good to have this number out with us for our morning half of our worship service on this beautiful Lord's Day morning. I made a comment on the sunshine this morning in getting ready to come to worship service. And I looked outside, boy, the sun looks so inviting. I went outside and said, that's a different store. It's a little cooler outside than, than it looks. It looks warm and inviting. But again, I'm thankful everyone to, uh, in attendance this morning and those listening. Uh, this morning, I want us to turn to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. Uh, mine come to this lesson and about midweek, and I kind of got, got a little bit lost, and I got to thinking about which end is up, or, or which way is up. As we get a little uh, disoriented in, in our day-to-day task of which end is actually up. Well, when you think about up, we think about heaven. We think about the sky. We think about heaven where God dwells, right? We think about down. We think about the dirt and, and the lower levels below. Well, whenever we think of which end is up. So many people today think that up is where they're headed. Up is the de- destination that they're going. Whenever we read God's word and we get instruction from him, that being God himself, we get to learn which way up really is. So we learn here in Colossians, excuse me, and Paul is writing to the church in Colossia in chapter 3 and verse 1, he says something significant. He says, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Again, up, above, right? At the right hand of God in heaven where Christ is and God is dwelling at this moment until Christ return and everyone faithful will be gathered together with him. Which end is up? So if we get turned around, I was watching a, uh, a special on helicopter evacuations. Like when the when helicopter would crash in water and the, the, the rotors and all the weight of the motor would turn it upside down. When it hit the water, it would just turn upside down, right? And you get so disoriented. They was talking about getting disoriented when you made that turn underwater. You don't, and if it's dark, if it's murky, muddy water, you don't know which way is up. You don't know which way is out. So they was instructing these, these folks who was going to be in helicopter rides or training or whatever they was going through, how to evacuate out of a helicopter if it crashed in water. They get disoriented. Which end is up? That, that was that one of the guys that was going through the, through the lesson. He, he asked the question, which end is up? That was going through my mind. Which way is up? Today in our spiritual lives, we need to ask ourselves that question today. Because in retrospect of that class or that lesson those men were going through, we could be going the wrong way. We could be going down instead of up. Paul instructs the church in Colossia to seek those things which are above. So if we're not seeking the things which are above, we're going the wrong way. We're going down instead of up. Such a true statement. For as we know through our studies, the scriptures refer or reveal to us that there are two resurrections. One to life everlasting and one to death. Pain and suffering for an eternity. So if we're raised with Christ, being immersed, being, having our sins washed away, and I understand a lot of folks believe, all I have to do is believe, and the blood of Christ cleanses me from those sins. Well, belief is an action. Belief requires action on our part. In the absence of belief, realizing you're a son or a daughter of disobedience. 
And we're going to read the outcome of that person in the next few verses. But I want us to question ourselves, which end is up? Up is heaven. So I want us to make sure we're right side up, swimming toward the surface in that scenario of that training. I got. I was watching that little special, and you could, they had the camera under the water, and the pool water's clear. You can see which end is up, but they had blinders on that they couldn't see for their, their helmets was, was blacked out. And a lot of them would panic. The first time being submerged, they would panic. They, would, they, they didn't know which way to go, and the guys would have to go in there and, and pull them out, right? And after they experienced that first time, of, well, okay, that's, that's what I need to do the next time they did it, and the next time they got better at it, right? As a child of God, we don't need to panic in such case that we don't know which way to go. Paul encourages us to seek those things which are above. How do we do that? How do we seek things when we, when we don't know which end is up? Verse 2. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. There you go. There's your pathway. There's your direction. Which end is up? Where's your mindset? Have we set our mind on things of the earth? For the scriptures tell us that all these things will be gone one day. When Christ comes back and those who departed and everything that's left back will be utterly destroyed. Even the elements themselves will melt with that fervent heat. There's going to be nothing. There's either heaven or there's hell. And there is no middle ground. So let's make sure we're setting our mind on things above heaven where God is sitting with Christ waiting for us to come back to. I said come back because we all once left God at one point in our time. And we're trying to get back those of a spiritual mind. So set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth, what verse 2 teaches us. So let's turn back to Romans chapter 8. Keep your finger there in Colossians. Romans chapter 8. I thought I had a bookmark there. I guess I did not. But Romans chapter 8. <clears throat> verse 7. I'm sorry, verse 6. Romans chapter 8, verse 6. We're going to read verse 7 in a few, minutes, few instances. Verse 6. For to be carnally minded is death. This mindset of things of the earth. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth, is the rebuke and the instructions of Colossians chapter 3, verse 2. Not on things of the earth. Why? Because it's death. For to be carnally minded is death in verse 6 of Romans chapter 8. So why would we consciously make the decision to partake of death? To set our minds on the things of the earth, the things that separates us from God, our idols. Now, I said idols. The things that separates us from our God is our idol. We learn in Isaiah 59, 2, that our sins and our iniquities separates us from God. What keeps us away from worship service? Do we consciously make the decision to, I'm going to the river today. I know I'm supposed to be worshiping God on this Sunday, but it's such a beautiful day outside. Or I'm going to go hiking. I'm going to go do something else besides worship God. Well, that's setting your mind on things of the earth. And that results in death. That results in being that son or daughter of disobedience. And the, I know the scriptures say sons, but it's talking about people. 
verse 3 of Colossians chapter 3. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. You might say, wait a minute, I'm still living. I didn't die. I didn't, I didn't die. I'm still alive. I'm still breathing. Paul is talking about spiritually dying to sin. Stop doing it. When you repented and you was immersed in those baptismal waters, washing your sins away, you made a commitment. You made a promise to God. That promise was, I'm going to try my very best to be like you. I'm going to walk in this world just as you yourself would walk. I'm going to have that fellowship with you and your son. Sounds a whole lot like 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. If you walk in the light as he is in the light, and you have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin or all unrighteousness. Have we done that? Have we walked this earth? Have we died to sin? Because you did it once. When you were immersed. That being dead to something means you're not, con not conducting yourself a part of it anymore. You separated yourself from it. But unfortunately, it's, it's our human nature to turn around and go right back to sin. To turn around and go right back to things that's displeasing to God. Again, that makes us a son or a daughter of disobedience when we do so. Refer back to verse 1. If then you were raised with Christ... You were once dead in your sins. Christ resurrected you in, in such a manner to bring you up out of your sins, your dead state. He made you alive in Christ. If you have done these things, if you have been immersed, if you have gotten forgiveness of your sins through that baptismal act, seek the things which are above. Because we can't make that promise to God and turn our back on Him. John 6 and verse 66 comes to mind when his disciples walked with him no more they turned their backs on him and they gave up on it the apostles were well, disciples then soon to be apostles had the opportunity he says don't you want to leave too he said no only you have the words of everlasting life what a wonderful statement to know at that time even the Jesus Christ walking this earth teaching had the words of life he offers that same life unto today. So let's make sure we're in accord with verse 3. For you died to sin, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. You're hidden. Through the blood of Christ, you're hidden. Your sins are covered when you repent of them. Oh, what a wonderful lesson that is. The idea of being a justified sinner. You might think that's an odd thing to say. A justified sinner. What is that? Oh, Paul likes to talk about justification in Romans. When he talks about those giving their heart to God and stumbling, as we do. Romans 3.23 tells us that we do. Whenever we sin, when we fall short, we have an advocate. 1 John chapter 1, excuse me, 2 and 1. We have that advocate because he instructs us to not sin. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 1, and following, actually, excuse me, previous 1 John chapter 1, in our chapter, actually, he says, Do not sin. Don't do these things as displeasing in the eyes of God because we died to it. We're not participating in sin anymore. Our, our mindset, our will, Romans 7, Paul says, My will is to not sin, but unfortunately I do. The things that I hate, I do. I hate to sin, but I do. But I'm a justified sinner. I can come back to Christ through confession. 
we can come back to him. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Now what verse 3 does not say, it says, for you died to sin, you can go behave however you want to. That is not what verse 3 says. Behaving however you want to, however the world wants to, is not setting your mind or, or your, excuse me, your things above. You're not, you're not seeking those things which are above. You're not, verse 2, you're not setting your mind on things above. You're setting your mind on things of the earth. So let's make sure we die to sin. Let's make sure we stay faithful, try the best of our ability. Because listen to verse 4. As we're obedient, as we're faithful, when Christ, who is our life, appears then you will also appear with him in glory. There you go. There's your promise. That promise of salvation. That promise of everlasting life. Remember, so many folks like John 3.16, they refer to John 3.16 so much, and they really don't know what John 3.16 really means. There's an option. John 3.16 is a choice. For God so loved the world. I agree, God loves the world. He sent His Son. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that those, wait a minute, there's the option, that those who believe in Him should not perish. Everlasting death. Right? Should not perish but have everlasting life. There's your promise, everlasting life. When Christ, who is our life, when we look like Christ, when we're at justified sinner, when Christ comes back on that day, folks, He's coming back. We don't know when, but he's coming back. When we look like Christ, when he comes back, we will appear with him in glory. Isn't that an encouragement? That's an encouragement for us to say, well, this sin is going to condemn me. Yes, it is. Stop doing it. Separate yourselves from it. Again, Isaiah 59, 2, it separates us from our God. So if we understand now in verse 4, if Christ is our life, when he comes... We'll be, we'll be with him in glory. Yes, we will, because, listen to verse 5. Therefore, these things, with that knowledge, put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience. Sin. Verse 5 is a short list of sin. Because of these things, because of the short list that we got in verse 5, because of those acts, the wrath of God is coming up on the sons and daughters. It's mankind, the sons of disobedience. Well, let's look at the word disobedience. Those with children, those, those who have children who are raised up, have you ever gave them something, a uh, command, or tell the, told them to, to not do something? You ever, you ever told them not to do something? I'm sure you have. I'm going to include myself because we have a dog. We told him not to do something, right? I know it's a dog, right? It's not a human being, but he's a pretty smart dog. You tell them not to do something, they do it anyway. How do you feel? Not that good, right? It might be stealing cookies out of the cookie jar before uh, dinner time or eating something that they shouldn't have or doing something that you told them not to do and you realize that what they have done was that act. My mind goes back to the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. All they had to do was one thing, right? Not partake of that fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. That's all they had to do. Just don't partake of that. And they done it. They were afraid. 
They heard the voice of God before they were just having a casual conversation. They know what fear was like. Look at how God felt. Do you think do you think it pleased him to cast them out of the garden? You think it pleased him to condemn them to spiritual death? Do you think it pleased him through that act that all of us spiritually died, so to speak? It didn't. Same relationship with as you telling your child not to do this, and they done it anyway. With that act of correction, with that acts of acts of rebuking, with that act of bringing the rod, so to speak, as Paul was encouraging the church in Corinth in our Bible class. Remember that? He says, do you want me to come with a rod? Because when I, if I have to come right now, I'm coming with a rod. I'm coming to correct you. and You're not going to like it. Or would you rather me come with a peaceable, with a peaceable spirit in love? Well, that's a no-brainer. I'd much rather you come in love than with a rod. But unfortunately... Our sins that we do. The sins that we do not repent of. The sins that we don't have forgiveness of. We become a son or a daughter of disobedience. We become that person who should be expecting the wrath of God. Well, let's look at the wrath of God real quick. Sodom and Gomorrah. You know about Sodom and Gomorrah? You know the reason why Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed? Disobedience. Wickedness continually. How about the flood? Wickedness continually. All but eight souls was destroyed on the earth. Eight souls on the earth that was destroyed. Y'all think this virus is bad. How about the flood? Right? Only eight souls survived. How about Jonah? If he hadn't went, Nineveh would have been destroyed in like manner. But look what the Word of God did for Nineveh. It overturned that judgment. It overturned that act of God's wrath. And he changed his mind. So therefore, let's not expect the wrath of God. Could you imagine standing before God, the creator of everything, the creator of you who gave you life, standing before him expecting death? I'm terrified of that situation. We should be. We should be terrified of the acts that we do when we separate us or condemn us on that day. We should be terrified. But know this. Verse 7. Continues that thought in verse 6. In which, you, in which you yourself once walked when you lived in them. Therefore, if you died to sin, you put to death these members. Now you're a totally different person. Now, I don't mean that you're made up of different material. Your mindset is different. Your motivation is different. Your promise is different. As we have cast these works of darkness away, therefore we are no longer a son of disobedience. And ladies, you are included in that thought. So verse 8, But now you yourselves are to put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds. That old person we used to be is buried in that water. Or he should be. If you have yet to be baptized for the remission of sin, you need to bury that person. 
You need to immerse that person so as you can be raised up sin-free at that moment. But unfortunately, we, we take a few steps and we walk our life and we fall short. But thankfully, again, we have that advocate. I seriously encourage reading of 1 John chapter 1 all the way to the half of chapter 2 to understand that we have that lovely advocate called Jesus Christ that says, I know you sin, I know you fall short, you can come back. Remember the word propitiation? He paid our sin debt. So as we don't have to be that son or daughter of disobedience on judgment day, standing before God justified. Doesn't that sound a whole lot better than condemnation? A justified sinner. So turn with me to Galatians. Galatians chapter 5. There's my bookmark I was looking for. Galatians chapter 5. And I'm going to have to do this really quick. So as we know that we have to put off the deeds of the world, we have to take off sin and cast it out of our lives, we need to fill it with something. We need to put something in its place. It's called the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5, starting in verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That's what we need to add. That's what we need to put in instead of unrighteousness. We take out the world and we put out, excuse me, we put in the fruit of the Spirit. In doing so, Christ will be our life. We will look like Christ on Judgment Day. Whenever He comes, whenever He sends out His angels or His reapers in that parable to collect those who are His. I use the example of the school bus pulling up on a Wednesday night. Y'all remember that? I know it's a horrible relationship of judgment day but Christ pulls up in a bus right and he says alright all those are mine come on and you're standing there like a little kid kicking rocks because you didn't get to get on you got left behind now how do you feel as all, all those faithful folks gets to get on that bus and drive off into heaven you were left behind why were you left behind you start to wonder why did I get left behind because you're up became down. You lost sight of which way is up. You lost sight of setting your mind on things above. And you've lost your goal. Does that, has that goal been lost this morning? Does that course correction need to happen? If it needs to happen, let's make that happen this morning. Let's get that course correction to make our up become our down become our up, setting our mind on heaven. To remind ourselves that that faithful promise that our Heavenly Father has given us, be ye faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. That is from the words of Jesus Christ Himself. Have we been faithful? Do we need to be restored this morning? Do you need baptism? Don't wait any longer. Be immersed. Wash those sins away. Become a child of God. And take your first steps being a spiritual-minded person. Continuously walking hand in hand with Jesus Christ for the rest of your life. Does that need to happen this morning? Why don't you turn away from your sins, turn away from being a son or a daughter of disobedience, and become a child of God this morning?
you need to do so, why don't we do so as we stand, as we sing the song of the invitation. <laughs>